Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I have yet to interview an author who's written a book about travels. It's kind of like a guideline and everything around it. So I'm really excited to be talking today to author Julie Jo Larson because she's written a few books. She's written A Hundred Things to Do in Minnesota Before You Die, which, man, I've been to Minnesota once and it was only for a couple of days for work. So I definitely want to go back to this land of 10,000 lakes. Hi, Julie Joe. How are you today? Hi, Oki. I'm great. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. I, I'm ready to dig in in a state that I don't know much about, to be honest. Um, I'm a Texas girl all the way. So I, I'm ready to be told everything about Minnesota. So can you can you first tell me what your book's about? The book that we're talking about today is 100 Things to Do in uh, Minnesota Before You Die. And it's a part of a series of books from Reedy Press out of St. Louis, Missouri. My book specifically deals with the entire state of Minnesota. So 400 miles from north to south. I've covered everything from food and drinks to sports and recreation, music, entertainment, culture, history, and a little bit of shopping and fashion. So it, it covers like all kinds of different things in the state. I feel like that's a lot that you have done. <laughs> Before I ask you more about Minnesota in general, what made you wanted to do something like this? What made you kind of tackle on a project like this? Well, we were talking earlier a little bit about COVID and my first book, 100 Things to Do in Minnesota Northwoods Before You Die, uh, was my little COVID baby. I was um, offered the opportunity to write a book for Reedy Press, just dealing with the northern part of Minnesota. And okay. then about a year after it came out, they asked if I would do the whole state. Oh. So, yeah. So was that more difficult to do since you did the Northwoods? And you kind of filled the book already pretty much. And then I kind of have to expand. Like, I can't imagine doing that for like, even Texas because I'm a little person in a big world, you know. But how, how was it having to write even a bigger book? Actually, it wasn't too bad because I grew up in southern Minnesota in a small town called New Alm. And I lived in Mankato for a while before we moved up to the Moose Lake and then Brainerd. So I've actually lived throughout Minnesota and have traveled most of it. It was just drawing on a lot of the experiences we had traveling with our kids and different adventures that other people said I had to check out. It was a lot of fun. You're pretty much like this travel writer that I'm always jealous of. <laughs> I'm always jealous of like you get to eat, you get to travel. And if I could get paid to do that, I would just be a happy person. And I'm meeting one in person. <laughs> A lot of the traveling and things that I did, like I said, were with my family and my kids. Once everyone moved out of the house and, you know, all the kids were launched, then it was really time for me to have fun. So a bunch of girlfriends and I spent a lot of random nights and weekends just doing whatever we wanted. That's like a goal that, that now that I hear you say it, that's like a goal that I want to have. What are some things that really jumped out for you when you were writing this book? 
I think one of the things that really was enforced by writing the book was, was the fact that Minnesota is so diverse. We have our farm fields in the southern part of the state, beautiful prairie lands, and then you get up north and it's pine tree after pine tree. And then when you get closer to the Canadian border, there's waterfalls and beautiful, beautiful scenery. I would love to explore all that. You know, even though it's centralized to Minnesota, there's so many places I want to go to, but Minnesota is actually on one of them that I would love to go to. Okay, so the sections that you have your book, whether it's recreational, whether it's food related, were there a lot of people you had to interview and things like that? Were there people that you had to talk to? How was your process of putting this book together? So I have a really weird process of putting things together. (laughs) It works great for me, but maybe not for other people. So I take a huge piece of construction pegboard for the second book, The 100 Things to Do in Minnesota Before You Die. I folded that piece of paper in quarters, and then I drew a square in the very middle of it. And that represented northeast, northwest, southeast, southwest, and of course, central Minnesota. Uh Uh-huh. And I thought about all the different places that I had been hearing about, places the kids and I and my husband traveled. As I was promoting my first book, people were saying, well, if you ever do a book on southern Minnesota, you have to check out. And then I'm on a bunch of Facebook pages, too, that talk about quirky and unique places to visit. I did a lot of traveling about 6,000 miles when I was researching the book. Oh, man. <laughs> well, and it would have been more, but last June I caught covid And I didn't have a really bad case of it, but it tanked my vitamin D levels to the point where I was really, really tired. So I had to not travel for a couple months. The company gave me a little bit longer time to write it. I just did a lot more research. Can you tell me a couple of things that we can expect specifically in in this book? Like a place that really didn't know about maybe and you you were told and it really surprised you or anything like that? Oh my gosh, like about a million of them. Because um, <laughs> I was going to ask, how was it having to narrow down to 100? 100 seems a lot, but it it's not for so many different categories. No, I could have easily, easily could have hit 500 within the book. Because like I said, it's such a, such a tremendously large state. State is so huge and everywhere you go, People are telling you, oh, you need to check this out or you need to check that out. I know when I first moved to Brainerd, one of my favorite things that the kids and I did was literally the first thing in our book was going to Wings Airport Cafe. And it's a restaurant in our small, small airport we have up here in Brainerd, Minnesota. They make the most amazing, especially I love their breakfast, blueberry wild rice pancakes. Uh (laughs) I know. And they make their own bread and their own sweet rolls. But as you're sitting there eating this wonderful, large breakfast, you just turn your head and there's airplanes coming in right like 30 feet away from you. Oh, wow. It's so cool. And because we're a huge resort community up here, it's not uncommon to see a sports figure. You know, somebody comes in, they're just going to golf for the weekend. Or Christy Yamaguchi, her family, uh, her and her husband had a little cabin up near here. Oh, cool. You just see people randomly coming in. But the food was great. And they have this Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, is this adorable waitress with these long, beautiful braids. And and she's just a sweetheart. Yeah, she's just a lot of fun. She plays it up. It's just a personality you have to meet. So with all that, though, were there any challenges writing 
writing your list, writing this book, besides having to narrow it down, of course? Narrowing it down was really hard. Having COVID and basically I could work my day career, but I couldn't do anything extra from that. And that was really hard. And people were really, really good about talking to me about their places and their things. And then, you know, there were some people and they were like, yeah, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't try that. Most of the time I had to go on my own so I could see if it was something that was interesting enough or if there was some unique take on it I could get. Since you did the Northwoods and now you did the entire Minnesota, what's next for you, Julie Jo? What are what are some future projects that you want to do? Almost done with the first draft of a kid's book that I'm working on. Oh, can you tell me about that? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a diversity book. I have three children. They're all, like I said, adults, you know, off on their own. But when my youngest one was in second grade, I was working at the same school all my kids were in. I was a paraprofessional back then. And her teacher came into my office and sat down and said, we got a problem. She said, we had a really interesting day. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my kids never have problems. Um, (laughs) But apparently um, there was a young gentleman in my youngest class. And my kids come from a really diverse family. My husband's oldest brother is gay. Jeff and Mark have been godparents to my middle child. They're like the salt of the earth. We have a lot of fun. But Morgan came one day and said she was really excited in her class. And she said, oh, yeah, my uncles are going to come visit me. And this little boy in her class that kind of liked to give her a hard time was like, well, two guys can't get married. And Morgan was like, well, yeah, these guys have been married, you know. She just kind of opened up his little eyes to this world she's in. Um, My husband was born without arms. He doesn't have any arms, just artificial hooks. Early in the semester, Morgan came to school and she was like, yeah. And, you know, my favorite thing to do all summer was to go fishing with my dad. And she drew a picture of him fishing with his feet because he has adapted rod he uses. Ah, And the little boy, oh, it was so much fun. (laughs) But the little guy was like, people without arms can't. And all year she kept getting this, you know, can't, can't, can't. And she's like, but but it does work. So the kid's book is going to be No Way Ellie May. I have to find a publisher yet. I've got to get through a little bit more. I'm sketching some pictures and things, but I'm really excited for that to show the world, you know, a, a little piece of a diversity that they probably have never experienced. I think that's actually really important that you do something like that. That's that's really neat. So definitely publishers out there you guys need to jump on this yeah oh my gosh if you anybody please (laughs) (laughs) what else can you tell me about you as an author you did the 100 things to do in minnesota and then now the children's book that you're working on what other areas can you tell me about you sure so in terms of writing Mm -hmm. i started out by writing for the lake country journal which is a regional magazine up here in the northern part of the state they do a lot of you know, really regional writing, cabins and lakes and all the amazing things that happen up here. In the July-August issue of Minnesota Monthly, which is one of our statewide publications, um, I just finished an article for them, believe it or not, on things to do in Minnesota, as in all of Minnesota, <laughs> in the months of July and August. And Oh, cool. <laughs> It was just great. Like my book, it's just a lot of fun trying to come up with things people don't know about. 
Mm-hmm. Every summer I attend a week-long writing conference. Um, we call it Camp Candace, and we have a instructor that comes to us from Hamlin University, one of the private colleges we have here. In fact, I think Sheila just retired, so now we get her all to ourselves. But <laughs> it's a group of about a dozen women that get together and spend a week at St. Benedict's, and we learn and really hone in on the craft of writing. We literally stay there. They've got a a little center and we each get our own room. Um, we take turns cooking and the morning there's no talking. But I really, that's an important part of my year is just attending that week-long camp. I want to go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, you would have so much fun. But oh, then I'm not kidding. <laughs> In the morning, there's no talking from the time you get up until lunch. <gasps> None. It's all quiet writing time. Uh, sometimes that's needed. You can actually get some sort of peace and to do your work. <laughs> so I get that. And I think the creativity can flow because all of us go off on our own little corners. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people have their slippers on and their pillow. And I'm usually outside in the gazebo or something. But each of us have our own way of writing. That is so cool, Julie Jo. I call myself quirky Oki because... I'm just not, when when people learn, you know, that I'm a middle-aged person, they have one thing in their mind. And then as they start talking to me, it's just, I don't quite match. Right. (laughs) (laughs) People think at first, which is okay. I think, you know, when you get a little bit older and more mature, it's okay to push your boundaries a little bit. I'm the same way. I get the same way. So with a hundred things to do in Minnesota before you die, are you interested in narrowing it down or maybe even just doing like let's say just an eating guide for Minnesota or something a little bit quicker and easier for people to grab onto and I'm not just making you work some more as far as having to narrow things down yes (laughs) but I mean are you done with this whole Minnesota as in things to do oh no I don't think so we're such a huge state I can see a second edition or third edition of both books coming out Oh, nice. Um, in Minnesota, we have like um, 60, 70 counties. I'm having a brain freeze. We've got so many counties. And when you get up that many and then you only can choose 100 things for the book, I would love to say that I, I've got every single corner, county by county, but I, I don't. Right. And the counties that I don't have in the book, those are the ones when I go to events now, people are saying, oh, you don't have this in your book. Of course, they're going to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I, I was like, oh no, I, um, you know, I've done the best I can, but I can't include everything and everywhere. In my second book, there are 78 different communities mentioned. In my first book, there were 48. And there's only 19 communities that are overlapped between the two. And just because a community was overlapped doesn't mean the actual thing is the same. Mm-hmm. More likely than not, it's something different in that community that I discovered. Then you definitely need to do another one, like a <sighs> hundred even more things to do in Minnesota <laughs> before you die. I feel yeah. like this is necessary at this point. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And, and of course, once the book was published, then people kept sending me things like, oh, if your book's Don't not forget, done yeah. yet. Yeah, and then it was like, no, I'm sorry. This <laughs> started for the next one to check out. Yeah, so. like no worries, it's gonna happen. But 
I'll but get there when I get happen. there. We're going to make it happen. I'm and when not- you do, you got to come back and talk to me because I want to know more of the the excitement and the anguish at the same time having to write well, another set of a hundred things. <laughs> it is, I've, like I said, I've got the second piece. Um, I gave a presentation last week and one of the last slides I had was this big piece of neon green paper folded in quarters mm-hmm. and it's completely blank. But of course, on the back side, I've already started writing. Of course. And I said, this is what's next, guys. We're just it's a blank piece of paper and we're going to, you know. All right. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. A lot of my writing, I write everything my first draft by hand. As I take it from notebook, I put it on the computer and then I edit. But I'm such a lover of being outside that most of the time my first draft of everything is done outside. And I've got a little flock of chickens that run around and the dogs (laughs) out there. And I live in the country, so I can hear the airport nearby, but there's just not a lot of noise. And, you know, that's my happy place is being outside. Even though I'm not a Minnesota girl, I'm definitely fascinated. and want to know that you've written about this and and I love to travel, so... This is this is right up my alley. So where can we get your books, Julie Jo? Sure. You can order books directly from my publisher, Reedy Press, R-E-E-D-Y-P-R-E-S-S. If you go to their website, you can also see where they have the 100 thing books across the country. You know, St. Louis and San Francisco and Savannah, Georgia and Chicago and just all kinds of places. Um, I encourage people, though, to check my website, juliejoelarson.com, because that's going to show the different events that I'm at. And because the book covers all of Minnesota, I've been just in the last three weeks, I've been way up north at the northernmost tip of Minnesota. And then I've been way south by Ortonville and New Ulm. It's a lot of miles, but it's so much fun. And check out your local retailer and your local independent bookstores because they often can pick the book up too. I like that even though you already published a book, you're still having to do the travels. Like it doesn't stop, even though you are also writing the second book. But in the meantime, it doesn't stop. You're still traveling it. (laughs) No, I think um, that's one of the cool things about being a traditional published author. Mm -hmm. Yes, my, my publisher does a tremendous amount of work and I hired someone extra up in the northern part of the state here. The Blue Cottage Agency helps with some of my social media and marketing and a few setting up of some events and things. But I really believe in in the books that I'm writing and I want to encourage people to travel. So if I'm not willing to travel, I don't think they're as willing to do it. I have to be honest, though, there are a few things in the book that I will not do, like zip lining. Oh, I yeah, a- I, I won't. <laughs> no, I won't be, um, we have the Brainerd International Raceway up here that was in book one it's really really loud I'm not going to be there I can't do loud or blinking lights I get migraines from it and gotcha. I really don't enjoy it but I have a girlfriend who loved the races she truly loved all of the music and loudness of summer events she passed away from cancer just a couple of years ago 10 days after her son and my daughter got married. Oh, man. So it was really meaningful to be able to put some of those places in both books. Yeah, That really absolutely. made her happy. Well, thank you, Julie Joe, for coming to talk to me today. You know, even though the book is very specific to the state, but it's still fascinating to learn the process that you went through, having to cut so many 
and just getting <laughs> getting yeah. people to to tell you about all the wonderful places that you'll have to get to, which which is so cool. I wish I could do this period. <laughs> you would have so much fun. Uh, I'm sure there's already one or two for Texas, but still, I'll still go anywhere, anytime. So, but any last minute thing you want to say before we go today? Uh, nope. Just get out there and enjoy the state, whatever state you're in. Any time spent traveling is, you know, is, is spent well. Yeah, absolutely. Yay. I'm glad you said that. And I'm going to let you go, Julie Jo. Uh, thank you again for coming by today, giving me some time. And um, finally, I get to talk to an author of a book like this, because I usually don't get to talk to a nonfiction author. But then in the meantime, I'm fascinated by the children's book that you've written, because it's so it's so much needed in our classrooms, even and in our homes. So but I'll talk to you next time, Julie Jo. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. Please continue to support indie authors and indie bookstores. And if you would love to support Tell Me About Your Book podcast, you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash tellmepodcast. For a price of a coffee, you can support monthly for just $5. There's other tiers too in the memberships and you can look at all the info about it and I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. And of course, there's the other podcast, Books, Cats and Snacks, where Caddy and I talk all things book and about her cats too. See you then.